Welcome to the Perfectly Sane Show, episode 666. I am Chris, as always, joined by Tony. I'd just like to say that definitively and for all of time, Singapore and China are two different countries. But are you sure that you have no relationship to the Chinese Communist Party? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's true. Like you 90% sure. sure. You sure you don't have a, a passport for China, Tony? There's there's shore and then there's Arkansas shore. I'm not sure of the difference. These are two different places, but <laughs> And Earl is here as well. I will just say that, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> but no, I would I would just like to say that from the bottom of my heart, I think the Death Stranding Tutra is still going on. So I'm hoping it finishes sometime in the next week. Okay. I um, mean, when all your cutscenes are like 40 hours long, trailers can also be long, right? They can last for days. Yeah. That is true. I thought that trailer ended like three times before it ended. It was long. We're, we, we, we will get into that momentarily but uh jeff is not with us we are not sure where he is at um, he's, he's not with us so. he's no longer with us i mean i, I don't know if that's accurate <laughs> i did talk to him last night so <laughs> be very tragic if uh things went south that that quickly but uh you never know in this day and age we didn't he didn't say why he was 50 50 making the podcast i mean Maybe it was a life or death situation. That would be fifty-fifty. Could be true. That's that is. I'm. My guess is he is drunk and taking off tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it's always a toss-up with what he's doing. So, <laughs> um, as Earl alluded to, though, uh, uh, Death Stranding Two was shown at the State of Play. Uh, that just happened. Um, so Sony came out and was like, hey, we're going to show you a bunch of stuff. Some of it's coming this year. Some of it, we're not sure when. It was miraculously packed with content for a state of play. It was. There was a lot I, of stuff there. I kind of feel like, compared to like Nintendo Directs and those little Microsoft things, I forget what they're called, state of plays tend to be largely disappointing. And this one was not. They were like they actually showed off a large number of interesting looking games. It for wasn't. Once. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't on the content side. I will always say, and this has always been my problem with Sony, even at E3, is they're terrible at presenting a bunch of information at once. Oh yes, it was a horrible event. Don't don't. I, I'm not saying that like everyone should have watched this. It was awesome. But as somebody who didn't watch it live and then went into like all the content afterward, I was like, there's a lot of games here and there are some interesting trailers and games that I am like interested in seeing and playing, which is not normally the case after one of these. Um, yeah, Earl, it was like almost an hour long, right? Yeah, I think it was like 41, 42 minutes or something like that. It was, it was a brutal 42 minutes, um, but you're, you're right, Tony, there was a lot of stuff. And like thirty nine of those minutes was the Death Stranding two trailer. 
Um, <laughs> it, it it took up a chunk at the end. Uh, they, they showed a bunch before that, though. Um, Helldivers two, which I don't have much interest in, but that that I, seemed to I, get I, a I, bump. And not to not to you know not to pick on it. It you know different strokes of different folks. But I started. I'm like, I think we've seen Helldiver. Like they had several of these. I thought it was out already. Um, I guess it's out next week or soon, so it will be the last of it. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, Helldiver is still a thing, huh? Yeah, it comes that out February 8th. That and Toyota sent Foam Stars, which I watched the IGN uh, stream, and they were also like showcasing that before it started. And that is out February 6th. Um, also included with PlayStation Plus, if you have that, so... Um. I guess that's free to try. Uh, it showed Stellar Blade. Um, Which actually interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of like Devil May Cry Bayonetta type gameplay looked like a little bit. Nin- Ninja Gaiden maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> I thought the voice acting was not great, but <laughs> gameplay wise it looked fun. <sighs> Uh, let's see what else we got here. Sonic Shadow Generations. Yeah, Jeff's not here, so we hate it. It's your fault, Jeff. Sonic Generations was good ish. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and this looks like what it's uh pulling in stuff from Sonic Adventure 2 and Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> Let's go with that. Okay. Um, yeah, that is I, that is coming this fall, though. Yes, to everything. But yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Sonic Generation was a really well-received Sonic game. It's weird in the sense that it was an anniversary game, and this is an anniversary year. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, I guess any year could be an anniversary year if you want it to be. Sure. It's but just we're celebrating the 33rd anniversary of Sonic yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I think this would be the 32nd, because Sonic was, what, 91, I want to say? Yeah, I think it was 91. So, oh, sorry, the 33rd. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I guess it counts for something. It's just really weird. Like, his anniversary came on a non-anniversary year, but. And with content from games that are unrelated to it. So. Yep. Um, sure. I I did not even remember seeing this game. Zenless Zone Zero. <laughs> that, that's, I don't know. When they showed that, you were booking some Zs. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, to be Wait. fair, I was kind of like that middle. I was just kind of checked out. Because again, I think they do a really bad job of like, here's games. Here's more games, and I know it's really redundant, but like I do think he needs like somebody talking in between them to kind of like, oh okay, you know, like here's a guest star, here's some more information, here's the next title. <laughs> um, Foam Stars, they showed that off as as Earl already mentioned. Um, that is very shortly though, I think in like a few days. Yeah. And again, I think it'll do well because it's um, it's on PlayStation Plus for the month. 
Um, so if nothing else, that he has it built in, it will have a, an audience, a curious amount of people who can at the game. But yeah, yeah the game still kind of looks like weird for tune to me. Yes, very much so. Um, Dave the Diver is getting a Godzilla crossover. Which, I'm all for more Godzilla content, but I'm like, oh, this... I mean, I guess there's a giant on the water. Like, I don't know how you fish up Godzilla or cook him or go on dates with him. Yeah, why is Godzilla on fire? I don't understand. Someone explain to me why Godzilla's on fire. Is that even possible? Like, he's a walking nuclear reactor. How can he be on fire? Well, I think that's a version, because it's like the red frames are a version that they... I mean, you tend to see more often than not, it tends to be blue. I think really it's purple, but... Um, yeah, but yeah, I it's, a, it's a weird thing. Uh, v Rising, which gave me like Diablo type vibes from the. It looks like an action game, but from like that perspective, um, I didn't give a whole lot of what the hell that game was though. Um, then, uh, then Konami kind of took over for for a little bit. They showed uh. And and immediately dropped Silent Hill: The Short Message. Uh, it's a full free-to-play game. I have played it. We'll talk about that in a bit. And then they followed that up with the Silent Hill 2 remake um, trailer. That looks fine. Okay. Can someone? I'm not a Silent Hill person, but some of the people who I know who, who are were not keen on it. Yeah, it uh, doesn't doesn't look great. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, but also, I guess, because it looks like it's more action-oriented than Silent Hill tradition is, mm, but... Silent Hill, there's combat in Silent Hill. There's combat, but I... Because I, I remember when, uh, what was it, Shattered Memories came out, and people were upset that that didn't have combat. Yeah, had, had none. You were just kind of running away. Uh, what was I going <sighs> to... But did we get a date for that? No, oh, it, it ended. it ended with... The vague now in development. Oh, uh, so what does that even mean? Oh, we'll get to that even more in a second. Um, I I think that means not this year. Did we Sorry. skip Dragon's Dogma two? Um, was that there? No, we have not skipped that. We're 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 getting there. Okay. Uh, it's well, I'm just going by this list. I don't know if this is in order or not. Um, something called Judas. Uh, that was by. Looks like it's by the new studio that Ken Levine is running, the Bioshock guy. Um, it looked like Bioshock. <laughs> Way to make a new game. Yeah, like, Wait. I mean, they're probably not calling them plasmids, but they look like you have like magic in your right hand and you shoot a gun with your left hand. So, um, there's. Crazy things going on in the world, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and then I zoned out because uh, they showed some VR shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when I was like, let me just finish up some work stuff. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there are VR as its band, but between that and I don't think any of us are interested in this. But I think the Apple device came out this week as well for AR. And yep. That and no one like, cares about that either. I've heard a lot of like I've seen reviews of like oh this is cool but like what is the actual purpose <laughs> like what do we need this for like what is this doing that you couldn't just like do it in an app 
Exactly. Why do I need to wear a headset for this stuff? Um, Tony, then they showed Dragon's Dogma 2. What would you, you want to talk about? With I that? am actually interested in this game. So I, okay. I played the, the first one, and I wasn't thrilled. Like, it seemed really super unpolished. But there were things mm-hmm. about it that were interesting. And it looks like Capcom has actually invested in it this time around. Like, put a lot more effort into it. Like, it actually looks cool. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, like the first like three months of this year, looking at the release calendar, there's not a ton of, of games that I am excited about. This is like the only one where I'm like, I should probably get that one. Yeah, I have some stuff I want, but yeah, I could see it. like it is, it is sparse. Yeah, like I, I yeah. have a few other games ordered. Like I have like uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong and the uh, Peach game. That's a pre-order time. Uh, but, like, this is the only one where I'm like, all right, I, I think I will play this. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think we, you know, that's kind of, like, after, I, after 2013 being such a stellar year, because like, something had to give. 2023. Yeah, uh, yeah so that 2024 is just going to, because, I mean, we'll, they will, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up at the end of this, too. Sony did not show it out where it's like, oh, you have a really banger year coming up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like it's not even the only game that they have coming out that they showed for like March twenty second. They showed another game too. Yep. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, <laughs> um, which is that's a that's a Sony exclusive. Uh, Dragon's Dogma is is a, is is a multi platform. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. I mean, I watched that and was like, oh, they they made Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, except yeah. Ghost. Let's like budget Ghost of Tsushima. Like, it doesn't look as polished. Uh, no, but I bet the combat is very well done because it is Team Ninja. So yeah, um, like I, I love I loved Ghost of Tsushima. It's probably my favorite uh, PlayStation game from PS4. So like, yeah. if they were to like go down that path again, that'd be great. But I'm not sure that they did that with this. Kind of on board with this one, like when yeah. when he did that grapple thing and then like jumped into his like hang glider. Yeah, like, it's kind of cool. Give me a little uh, Tenchu vibes to it. Yeah. Um, and as you said, a little light early this year, so like this is this is one that <laughs> it, it might be it, list. it it might be worth playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like after I get done, you know, the Final Fantasy rebirth or whatever the hell it's called um they're making an until dawn remake yeah so i'm i'm excited for Though i really I, like that first i really like that game but uh do we do we need a remake remaster well, i don't know revamp i guess so yeah i i feel like it's one of those things it's kind of like to a lesser extent, uh, kind of like the situation they ran into with like Dark Souls, where it's like, oh, we have the rights for certain games. Because, like, yeah, they've continued to make games in that style. Like, why not have a full-on sequel? But Because this isn't from Supermassive, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's a, a Ballistic Moon. Yeah, no idea what that means. But, like, yeah. Because yeah. I think there's an interview... That basically seemed like super massive. Were 
not dicks, but they were doing some shady stuff. They were working on on, a, on a, until Dawn two was backing, and then they were like, "Oh, maybe we can like you know ship this off and see if other people." And that's how we end up with like the the um dark anthology series. Okay. But like, yeah, I guess probably that's why Sony's not working with them, and Sony probably owns the IP in the game. They're like, oh, we can remake this, and then I guess maybe make a sequel if it does well. Sure. Um, I mean, I think Supermassive is maybe the best at doing that type of game. So, I'm just, but yeah, I mean, they're but, also the OU ones too. Yeah, because um, like Life is Strange isn't really that that type of. Like it's an adventure game, but it's a little bit different in the way it you know progresses. And the Telltale stuff is distinctly their way of doing narrative adventure games. Um, I don't know. Like, remember the Coalition kind of got their feet wet with Gears by remaking the original Gears. So yeah, and then maybe that's what they're doing here. Is like we're gonna like take the pieces apart, we're gonna put it back together, look more pretty. And now we know how to make one of these games. So we'll see. I did not like the trailer for it, though. It, it was more like very much action oriented. Like you did not get that. You did not get the the uh, vibes of you know group of kids going to hang out in. Yeah, I get this. It's the Shasher vibe. Yeah. It was like this looks like Saul. It's like, and I know that the game does go down that way with some of its horror. But weird. And I think uh, part of the reason they also want to do it, and I, I mean, I'm, so I don't think this also had a restate, is that because they announced the movie for this, so I assume they want this back in the public conscience. It has been more than a decade, right? Because that was a PlayStation. 2014. Yeah, so a decade now. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we did talk about the movie getting announced. So, uh, supposedly according to this GameSpot article, the, this remaster, remake, revamp, whatever you want to call it is launching later this year. So, I mean, it's a good Halloween game. Yeah. And then, uh, then like the last 10 minutes of this were spent on, uh, Death Stranding 2 on the beach cutscenes. <laughs> Why? Uh, because there's so many cutscenes, they're trying to get some of them out of the way before you even play the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so one, I, I will probably play this game. I did end up liking Death Stranding. It's a weird game. This yep. also looks like a weird game. Um, but like what? Where are they this time around? Because he connected. Beach. He connected the United States. So, like, are they in Europe now? Like, what? What? I, I'm confused. Like, what landmass are they connecting this time out? Um, they didn't really explain that. Asia. They moved to Asia. What? And I thought that Tony. I thought maybe it would maybe like maybe like Europe and Asia together because there is like a desert area that they showcase. Um, there's also a snowy area, but I mean, that could be China. There's mountains there. So um, anyway, it was long. They, 
Kojima continues to just like, I know famous people and I will put them in my games. I think George so Miller weird. is going to be in this one. It's so weird. And he knows so many of them. Yeah. And they're probably all as weird as he is. Um, and I guess at the end of this, Kojima was there. Well, like, I mean, it wasn't live, but he filmed an interview, brief interview with them. And uh, he is doing is doing an espionage action game for Sony. Yeah, so just their way of He's saying never done one of metal, those before. It's his way of saying we're doing Metal Gear, but we don't have the license for it. Right, we can't call it Metal Gear. <laughs> but I'm doing Metal Gear. Watch, watch um, him launch it. It'll be called something like Gettlemir. <laughs> Gettlemir. Almost solid or something. Iron Cog. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was that was the state of play. I, oh, I'm, you forgot I mean, the main one, character will be oh. Eel. <laughs> I mean, not as important, but I think he also hinted at them doing like a movie. Oh. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they um, will, right? There'll be cutscenes that are two hours long. A Death Stranding movie or a I don't know because like, action movie. Because he was like, he was at like Sun, Columbia's, and he, he did say something about like transcending the line between family and game. Yeah, and game. so I mean, that could mean it. It could mean that it's just like really funky. Uh, here's this this person with like this guitar amp. Which did like a really cool weapon. <laughs> right, well, I'm just going to look forward to Gettlemir Plasma. That's what the game will be called. <laughs> oh, um, but did, did I miss it? That, that was everything on this list. Did they I miss think, something here? That was all the other stuff. I would also now, uh, and I can, Death Stranding had a release window of who got, who knows when. And the espionage uh, game was like, <laughs> We haven't even started that. So, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he's working on Death Stranding 2 on the beach, which, I mean, based on that trailer, there was gameplay interspersed with in between the cutscenes. So, like, that looks like it is well into development, but probably not this year. Um, actually, they said it's slated for next year. Oh, okay. So, it did. Okay. And... He's working on that game for Microsoft, uh, which I can't remember what the name of it is called. But uh, so he has those two already in development. And now he's doing this espionage action game. So, yeah, that's not coming out to like 2030, 2035. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a decade out. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was also very clever of him because he was like, you know, two years from now would mark my 40 years in game development. And I think this will be the completion. I'm like, does that mean this is out in two years? Or are you just saying like, that's kind of like when I'm making my retirement, it's like, that might be my ass game. I'm going to retire in the middle of making that game. He's been saying he's- he was going to retire since Metal Gear Solid 3, which was on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> He's got one more in him. He's got one more in him. Well, I, I kind of feel like these guys who make games spend like 80 hours a week of their life making games. And 
now he's getting to the point where like he looks at actual retirement and he's like, What the fuck do I do all day? Like they have no idea what how to not do that. Like there's nothing else to their lives other than making games. So they keep like, I'm gonna retire, but I'll do this. Because it'll keep me entertained. And then they keep going. They just keep doing it. They can't stop. I think it's probably with a lot of creatives, right? I mean, you see what how old Scorsese is, like in his late 70s. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is like 90. George, um, I, uh... Yeah. Then Stephen King retired 15, 20 years ago. And he's writing. still he's out still there, writing. right? He yeah. still writes two books a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting this out there right now. When I retire, guys, I am done working. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> it's over at that point. It's over. Um, yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's a creative thing. Like they just can't stop creating, so they just don't know how to chill. But uh, good on them, I guess. Uh, and that that's the state of play. They did announce that um, next week there will be a second state of play. But yeah, that, that was is... a weird one more thing. <laughs> I feel like that yeah. should have gone before, um, like find like it should have gone before Death Stranding. Is like oh, and then one more thing is like we have a state of play next week for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's specifically to showcase Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um. So I mean, we'll have that to talk about next week, I guess. At some point, maybe I should go and play the first one, huh? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now it's just getting <laughs> weird. Now it's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which once you get through Remake, you'll understand why they're calling it that. But Yeah, and at some point, I assume they have to bundle them together. As a, I mean, I don't know if you could bundle them together as one game. Uh, because I think this one, the first one's a pretty hefty. And this one, I think somebody says, at 125 gigs. I think the yeah, first one's around uh, what was the first one, Earl? Did yeah. you know? I think the first one oh, on the PlayStation Five. I think it's around a hundred. It's a decent sized game. I know it's pretty big <laughs> on the PlayStation Four. All right. I I don't know about you guys, and I and I don't, I don't want to volunteer myself to spend another five hundred dollars on a console. I am looking forward to the mid generation upgrades to the PS Five and the Xbox Series X, so that we can get actual hard drives that fit the size of the current games that are out. That'd be nice. Because I, I kind of feel like these ones are too small. Like I, they, I don't think they're too small. I think the games are too big. Well, but but the hard drives don't fit the size of the games that are coming out for the consoles. No, yeah, and that's correct. And I don't think... Like, I, it's not like they're getting cheaper, but yeah. we shall but, see. Like, but, but the other parts got cheaper, right? So, like, the things that, like, the... Um, the graphic system and the, the chips and that stuff all got cheaper. So that they can put more money into storage. Yeah, like there, they can... there's no reason that Xbox can't release a Series X with the same innards, but like a two terabyte drive or a three terabyte yeah. drive. Yeah. At, at this point in this, like, it's been out for what almost like what three and a half years. Like, I gotta yeah. be like four, maybe five years. You you gotta release like the mid tier. Mid mid cycle game like you you don't need to like think start thinking but like I this is enough power like they still haven't mastered the system as it is so they don't need to go to a new like generation but give me more than I have right now 
Yeah, I think the Series S too, like super. That's half the size of the Series X drive. Like you can't yeah. store anything on that thing. <laughs> and there's no disk drive, so like you have to store yep. everything on it. Everything needs to be digital. It's really yeah. rough. Although I, I will say I, I have uh, pretty much gone completely away from physical games for my Xbox. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you release a Series S with an actual graphics card on it and. That'd be nice. Like yeah. I, I would, I, 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 I would buy the, a new one. Give me a new one. I will buy it. I was gonna say the other thing, which is, like, even like you said, you, I, I mean, I've mostly gone digital as well, but it don't really matter anymore because, like, by the time you finish installing your physical games, yeah, it's the da- same damn size. And here, here's your forty gig patch. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's been driving me nuts is my kids losing games or like misplacing them. And that doesn't happen if you have digital copies. <laughs> no, you just got to like, find it in your library you, and read. You, 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 you don't need to worry about like your, your son is like, oh, I can't find Spider-Man. And you open the case and it's empty. Where did it yeah. go? You got digital copies. You don't have that conversation at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I would like more hard drive space. That would be nice. I know that with the PlayStation Absolutely. 5, you can install your own hard drive space but i'm yes, afraid I, that i won't break yeah. it and that's the biggest issue with i mean i use uh, for that is because you can't install like you can have an external but it doesn't play games so you yes. can't even, like buy yourself more space that's actually usable like i have an external for the xbox and it's like oh okay what do you actually do you can't you can play get... xbox one game you can play and 360 right? backwards yeah. compatible games and and there is the uh, the the storage card. I have one of those, where it co- hooks directly into the Xbox. And it's oh, not yeah, like it p- plugs in the back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get those, but even that kind of space is limited, and those are super expensive. Yeah, just give me a system with two, three, five, <laughs> five terabytes. I mean, yeah, the, the, those drives are out there. I mean, they're. Uh, they're occasionally expensive, but they're cheaper than that like memory card thing to plug in the back. So when when you start looking in like most like AAA games are like a hundred gigs or more. Like I can only have like seven or eight of those installed at once. Like that's yeah. a little ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. Like you've got to pay. I mean. <laughs> It's back to that old analogy that Nintendo had back in the Wii days, where you like, it's like it's like your fridge where you have to organize it. And because I mentioned this, uh, I think last last couple of weeks, where I had to um, got rid of Starfield before I paid it because I had to make room for Diablo because I'm like there's like so much room and there's like the perpetually always like I always have Halo installed. They're like my friends are you know you folks too. People are like yeah we should. Hop on and play it. Sure, I can do that. Um, Gears, I think someone over there. Fortnite is always on there. I guess I could get rid of Overwatch. Um, but yeah, like I mean, Halo Master Chief Collection alone is what a hundred. It's like a quarter of the Xbox actual usable space. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh... so Mike, Microsoft. If you're listening. If you want money, because we will offer you money for these <laughs> consoles with more storage space, for the love of God. 
Um, yeah, please. Please do as Tony requests. Um, all right. I did not catch uh, if there was any other news this week. Nothing really caught my eye. Let's say that. Was anyone um, else laid off? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that seems like a fair bet, right? Sega. Um, Sega laid off 61 people uh, this past week. Uh, some of what which... What did off people? What was that? I don't off people. Yeah. It wasn't this week. I think it's in like March or something like that. And it's just Sega of America, I believe. Yes, Sega of America. Um, but fortunately, they, you know, they had unionized a little bit there, so they were able to save some of the jobs, and they were able to negotiate better severance and um, like uh, exit packages for those people. But um, still unfortunate that, you know, more job losses, but Tony said that just every week we can just go, <laughs> did somebody get laid off? Probably. Why did I think there was somebody else earlier this week that, like, Monday or something? Like, was did was Ex last week or this week? The print, mm. Uh, mm. Don't remember. That that may have been this week. Uh, news. Um, three days ago. Okay, yeah, so that was... That, that game got cancelled, right? Game got yeah, I mean, cancelled. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't yeah. announced. Like, we it didn't know it existed, yeah. but... But yeah, yeah. That, that got cancelled and they ate up a bunch of people there. Um, yeah. Yeah, not great. Um, what is it? Nah, not Nintendo. I mean, that's Nintendo, but Universal revealed Super Nintendo World in Florida. Part of the Epic Universe. Um, that was this week. Uh, theme park? Yes. And it's already yeah. open in California, right? California, Japan, yeah. I won't be I won't be traveling to Florida unless I have to anytime no. soon. But no. Why DeSantis is so happy after his uh exit from politics. I'm sure he'll be nice to people now. I mean, I, he, he could just fade away. That would be great. I was to say, I hope he keeps his head down. <laughs> just curious what he's doing not working. So, um, I mean, it's going to be a weird one for him because, I mean, no matter who wins, by the time 2020, he'll be terminated, terminated out of um, California. Oh, well, Florida, yeah. I should say. And yeah, yeah like, like out of sight, out of mind, and it's like your reputation didn't get you far this time. I can't imagine what it's going to do when you don't have the power to do anything. Like what is he gonna? Like he can't talk about how he took on woke. I mean, I guess he could, but four years ago, I took down woke ideologies and fought Disney and all that other nonsense. I I just think that I I never talk about work on the podcast. So briefly. We offered him a speaking slot at one of our events, mm-hmm. and his scheduler told us, and I quote, he can't talk to you guys because he doesn't like speaking to people. Who does he <laughs> like speaking to? <laughs> He's a politician. It's his job. Right. <laughs> yes, and I think that was one of the things that, that was, I mean, I, I, he, was, he was propped up a big deal by, you know, right wing um Spaces were wanting an alternative to Trump, but that was one of the big things. 
he's a very awkward person. And, and he got away with it in Florida so much because he could, like, basically, um, what am I trying to say? He could, um, yeah, like, you kind of have the thing where you like, oh, you can just kind of set up these uh, meeting greets. And, like, yeah, it was very controlled environment, which he did not have on the presidential stage. And he just, he does not know how to speak to people. He does not know how to be human. <laughs> so weird. This is DeSantis trying to stand like a human stands. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> he can't do it. It's too hard. He is such an awkward, <sighs> awkward man. Uh, all right. What have you guys been playing this week? Pal World. Everybody's playing Pal World. You got to play some of that Pal World. Yeah, I mean, it's 80... Oh, not 80s. 18 million? Uh, yeah, be- between... This is 12 on PC and this... And, yeah. Yeah. I've been playing on Steam. I, uh, I, when I talked about this last week, I had already bought the game on Steam, but I hadn't played it myself yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I put about nine hours into it. Okay. Good it, game is game is entertaining, very entertaining. Um, there's a very strong base building component to it. You're like you're collecting these pals so that you can build stuff for your base so that you can get more pals and assign more pals to your base and build more stuff. That's kind of the, like, the loop. Um, right. And like the pals do different things, right? They do stuff. So you're collecting like some of them are good at planting things. You get them and they will plant plants. The problem is plants won't grow up. They're not watered. So some of them water the plants. Other ones are good at harvesting the plants. Others are good at like picking materials up off the ground and just putting them into boxes. Like there's like... I don't know, 10, 12 different things that pals can be good at. Um, so you need to find like a big, big range of them in order to like get your base fully going. Um, you can build like an oven to cook things. Well, you need a pal that can do fire. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's all, it, it's all like get going out and finding the ones that meet particular needs so they can do particular things. Um, it's a nice loop. It's a fun loop. It really encourages you to go out and find different ones and find cooler ones. Um, one of the other interesting things about it is it has that uh, same mechanic that I remember from Valheim, where if you build a base, occasionally you'll get raided and attacked. Mm-hmm. So you need to build defenses. So you need pals that are good at fighting back. Um, and that kind yeah. of encourages... Encourages you to build like towers and like sandbags to station your pals in, um, and like level them up so that they're strong enough to fight them off. Uh, but the one thing I like, it's still like the game's in early access, so it's still not very well balanced. So I found out like whenever you get raided, like all of the enemies are at your level, which means like I, I I've been pretty good about leveling up my character. I'm a couple levels higher than my bases. Your base also has a level. Which means like my base is getting attacked by all of these guys that are higher level than the base. It kind of makes it makes it hard to de- hard to defend. But uh, you could turn the raids off, which is what I ended up doing. Because I'm like, I want to go out, I want to explore the world. Um, there are like um, these boss battles you can fight, and 
like and there's tons of like pals to go out and collect and stuff and that that's what i want to do i don't want to spend the whole time like worrying about my base and having to defend it but you can actually turn the raids off which is nice maybe that's something you do after like you know you get your base going you finished off right you're like okay i've done all of that yeah yeah now now i'm in a spot where i can handle the challenge and blah 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 like there's there are things you could build to defend your base you could build like traps um and like sandbags and towers and there's there's other defenses you could build walls and that sort of thing um I, i i i saw sean talking about like he messed up building his base and I think you can build your base in like the wrong places that aren't very defensible. Mm. Um, which I did. I, I definitely put my base in a spot where there's a massive hill on one side, which is easy to defend, and then the other side it's like the bottom of a hill, and they're all like coming down. So I can't like put a wall there, which kind of sucks. Which is the other reason I turned off the raids. Like if I was in a better spot, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna build the wall. You guys are gonna have to fight okay, your way Trump. in. <laughs> yes, this the Trump method. <laughs> The Trump method, um, but I'm not. I'm not in the spot. Like the the there's a, like a border around the thing that lets you build your base up, and the border that I have is just barely at the the crest of the hill, so I can't put a wall at the top. Kind of sucks. So, so you can shut the raids off. Like, are there other toggles to like Minecraft? Basically, like you there can are just shut a million of them. And... You you can you can do so many different changes to the world, like the frequency of the stuff that happens, the uh, frequency of pals, and how strong they are, and that kind of stuff. You, you could change a lot of the settings within the world. No, that's um, kind of cool. I think every world at the moment uses the same map. Okay. Um. Again, early access. I'm assuming this will change over time. Like there'll be different maps to, to play on, but for yeah, the moment, like procedurally generate them or something. Yeah, right, right. Um, I went out and fought the first uh, boss battle. There are like these towers where you can go and challenge these bosses who have very, very strong pals. Um, I I managed to level my pals up enough. Where you can like start getting equipment for them. Mm-hmm. So like, what'll happen is you can like have like a, a rocket launcher for this pal, or like a harness that lets you hold the the fire pal so that you can use it as a flamethrower or whatnot. Um, so you're in the combat, and you can like call them over to the to you, and like the rocket launcher one will hop onto your head and then fire a rocket. Or there's another one that holds like a submachine gun. And we'll just sit on your head and shoot at whatever you aim him at, which is kind of cool. Like you using your pal as a weapon. It is so weird to like give like a Pokemon a weapon though. Like the the rocket launcher one. It's like the little uh, um, Piplup <laughs> uh, imitation. It's like the the ice penguin Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You just stick him on your head, and then he fires off this giant rocket that kills everything. So oh. do, like, do you get guns up. or do do the you do Ow. have guns. I, I don't have a gun yet. Okay. Um. Uh. You can. Uh, you can. As you level up, you can get like technologically advanced enough to like make your own gun. Um. I have a crossbow that I carry. Um. That is actually super deadly. It's deadly to the point where if I want to catch a pal, I almost can't use it on them because it will. It might kill them by accident. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes you're like you're out there and you're like, because um, it's a survival game too, and you need to eat to survive. 
So you literally do need to like go out and find some pals and kill them and eat them. <laughs> it's also so weird because I've seen because like I or I don't know I used to made a game it's probably it's still messed up but like I know like you have to like um what am I trying to say you have to like beat basically beat the tar out of them yeah uh to like weaken them enough to capture them but I'm like oh. Yeah. No, you need to, and and that this is like a Pokemon thing too, where um, in in actual Pokemon, like the chances of catching a Pokemon are related to the uh, one of the factors in that is related to how um, low the Pokemon's health is. Like you want to lower it as much as possible without killing it. Yes, but you don't usually beat it up with your bare hands. In, In this case, yeah, you're literally like pulling out a stick and like whacking that sucker until you're like. All right, now it's a hundred percent chance I'm gonna whack you with my Pokeball and catch catch you. Um. <laughs> yeah, I saw it does that. feel kind of weird. Uh, it's funny that the raids, one of the, the the a lot of the raids are just like random uh, pals that are coming in and attacking you, or like uh, uh, just like I, I forget what they call them, raiders or whatever. But one of the raiding groups is like free uh, free the pals movement. Because you're like catching these guys, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna rescue you. We're coming." <laughs> and then it's funny to watch though, because all of your pals are like, "No, we want to kill them," <laughs> and all your pals are like shooting, shooting at them and like See, massacring these guys that are trying to free them. Your pals are fighting back against them, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> "It's like the 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 pals like also need to be kept happy on your bases, so it's not like." you're like keeping them in grunt level servitude. Like you have to build like a, um, like a sauna for them to like relax, like ways for them to like feed themselves and like that kind of thing and places for them to sleep. So you can't like um, completely oppress your pals or else they get unhappy and they refuse to work. So like there's, there's this element of like keeping them happy. So it's kind of weird. Like your, your pals are all happy and this group is coming to, to free them from their happiness and they're like fuck you guys and i'm gonna kill you now (laughs) funny to watch um all right well it seems like you are having fun with it it's it's highly entertaining i i definitely recommend giving it a shot especially since i mean it's on game pass so like you can play it for free so they are making improvements to the to the game pass version the, the one thing we haven't like i've been trying to to play multiplayer with sean and we haven't been able to get it to work i'm assuming the the multiplayer on xbox works um, yeah like i could probably just start up a game and invite you or you yes. can invite me and we can play it's yeah. also very fascinating because i guess it's doing so well that i think like microsoft is like giving them resources to get it up and running yeah. on the Xbox, which is really cool of them. I mean, like, yeah, if you got a game that's kind of catching lightning in the bottle, I mean, I'm very curious to see like where we are in this game come December, but mm-hmm. like right now, like, yeah, like push it if you can. <laughs> like, it's gonna come out like in hindsight, a really genius move that they got a console exclusive at launch. Yeah, because like right now it's very much associated with with Xbox and and PC, and you know if you have seven million people playing it on on Xbox, like it's doing pretty good. So absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, Xbox, uh, 
is that our Game Pass game of the month for January? Because I don't think there was anything else. Well, was there any before. any other? Like, I, I know there were other games that came out, but like, I I don't see how there could be another option. Yeah, not nothing else really jumped out. There me. was that Brotato game. Anybody right. want to advocate for Brotato? No, I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw that, and I don't know what the hell it is. And it's a like a twin stick shooter or something, isn't it? Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it kind of looks like a little, little bit like Vampire su- Survivors, like that type of, like a, you know, like a twin stick shooter, except with Vampire Survivors, you just walk around, but it's like that type of overhead. I don't know, this game does not look good. So, like, maybe it is. I don't know. But, so it's a uh, rotten have, potato. <laughs> it's a, it's a $5 game on Steam, so. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe not. Um, anyway, uh, do you play anything else this week? Not really. I mean, nine nine hours of Power World is. A lot of, a lot of Power World. Yeah. yeah. Especially since he was so busy working and drinking for work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Earl, do you play anything this week? I don't play video games. Okay. Uh, but no, she, um, but I put in more time with Diablo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Diablo remains Diablo. It's, I mean, I don't get too deep into it, so I don't know like, the problems people have. I'm sure people have, I'm sure there's a ton of problems. Like right now, the weirdest thing to me is, again, I think how they changed up the, um, what you do with, um, Kind of the inventory, like the, like I'm getting perks now, I'm getting moves and stuff, but I feel yeah. like still weird that like your main stat just seems to be the overall power and not necessarily like these individual stats that you get. Um, but yeah, I um, you know, I I recast my um, what is it? I recast my druid. It's gonna, it's more oriented on um. It's more oriented now on like just having an army of like I got a bunch of wolves and spiders around me, and then I have like a magical abilities here and there. But mostly I just kill like, people with my giant wolf fangs. Um, so that's good. And then really the big one, which I have more on next week, I hope, is I started. I think I mentioned that I ended up buying Kirby and have gotten there until it was on sale. Mm-hmm. I've been playing that, and you know, so far I'm really enjoying it. Like it's, it's more 3D world than I guess like traditional like 3D Mario games. I thought it was like a fully 3D game, and it is, but it's more like oh, it's 3D on a path and very defined levels, and not like this wide open space. But I think they've done a really good job of translating Kirby and his powers into 3D. It's uh, I you know I like the Apple makeup. I like the fact that. It's a collectathon in the sense that you're finding these little objectives and stuff, but it's not necessarily like Brando Kazooie or, or you know Donkey Kong where it's like you have to find like the fifteen hidden co- tokens in LRD stage. Like each one, like I'm on a stage right now. It's like eat four donuts, so you just find the donuts. There was one where it's like I had all the um, I had all the um, um, crap. What are these uh things? Furnace, not furnaces. Lanterns. Um, like there was four or five in the stage. You got to add them with the fire pile. I'm like okay. Simple stuff that I will do. 
like, you know, because the four out of five, I'm probably going to run around the level to see if I can find that fifth one. But it's not like, oh, man, you have to go out of your way to do it. And then the big new addition to this game, I'm sure um, Jeff talked about when it came out, is the mouthful, mouthful mode, which yeah. is, like, yeah, he, you know, he absorbs a car. He absorbs. Some of them are more useful than others. Others just seem like, oh, this is really cute. We just want like I, I did it with the stairs. I'm like, oh, these stairs, you just kind of fall on top of people and you can move them around to get higher up. But I'm like, oh, this doesn't really do anything special. Or like there's the one where you like you just go on like the water tower and you just take off the top. I'm like, that's not even a power. You're not doing anything. <laughs> now, if I can move the water tower or shoot it, sure. But like, this is just like you're going on the thing. You take off the top and then you continue on about your day. So. But no, very cute, very charming, very good music. Um, I think a very good translation. You know, Kurt makes it 3D. Um, you know, we'll see how it continues, but I hope it gets a sequel at some point. It seems like a really fun way to evolve the Kirby franchise. Good. My Glad kids definitely want that game to have a sequel. They're like, we need this more than anything. They got good taste then. Well, I hope uh, hope everyone gets it. I, I enjoyed it when it played it so um let's see i talked about that you know silent hill released free game i played that uh, i did not like it um <laughs> it, it is uh it's a it's a horror walking sim i i laugh because you like gave this promo like long long ago and then <laughs> that was what you said about it i don't yeah. like it <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's it's first person, which, whatever. I mean, I know everyone loves PT, the the playable trailer that Kojima did that was like ten minutes long. Um, this seems to be like an evolution of that. Like we're gonna do first person horror, and um, except at least with that, which was only you know ten minutes long, um, it kind of understood how to create atmosphere and this is just like you're going to walk around this this abandoned apartment building and pick up notes and all these notes are about suicide uh because this is this the suicide apartment like people come here to kill themselves um oh and there's a giant warning at the start of this game it's like hey this game deals with you know with suicide and there are depictions of suicide and uh, if you are feeling shitty, uh, please get some help because you probably shouldn't play this game right now. Um, which I guess is good. That game that comes up multiple times throughout the game too. Um, so yeah, it's it's dealing with some like heavy, dark shit. Uh, but I don't think that they they translate it into a way that is particularly good. It's a fine walking sim. There are these sequences where you'll where everything will change around you. If you've ever played Silent Hill, like you know when you go into the the dark world or whatever, like everything gets all industrialized and uh, that's where the the weird nurses and shit hop out at you and um in this dark world there is this flower-headed monster that will chase you. And so you're just you're just trying to find a path out um, while avoiding that. And then once you do, like you'll continue on your way through this apartment building, picking up 
you know, little items. You're getting a little bit of story here and there. Um, it's just not very good. It's not what I want out of Silent Hill. So, but if like you want a free game, it's, <laughs> it's there. It's on PlayStation Five. So fantastic! Yeah. I really want a walking simulator that makes me want to kill myself. That sounds lovely. I don't know if Konami knows what they want to do with Silent Hill. It's like they're they're doing the Silent Hill two remake with Blooper Team. And they just did this the the short message, which is like this walking sim type thing. And then not too long ago, it may still be going on. I'm not sure. Um, they did this like YouTube interactive storytelling thing where like viewers could they could like vote on things and that would change how the next episode goes. Uh, it looks like Konami is just like throwing everything against the wall just to see what will stick. Um, well, I mean, the good and bad is like, it's like one of those things where like, they don't have a creative in charge of this. I think right. even like, mentioned Kojima at some point. And I feel like <laughs> it's like one of those where his name just has to be associated with it, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Probably. So, um, so yeah, that that's out there. It's Silent Hill has always been an up and down franchise, like a little bit of I hit think, and miss. But I, I, I guess I think the problem more is like it could be hit and miss. It's just like there's no if there was like oh yeah, you know, like there's a new Silent Hill that you can look forward to. Like this is like the new one. Like two will come out, but it's a remake, and it's a remake that, like I said before, it does seem to be like alienating some of the fans. Yeah, they're they're not uh like that. Silent Hill Two Remake is a game. <laughs> we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens with with that ultimately. Like maybe Blooper Team is able to capture the you know the vibe of that, and they were just showing off the combat because that's what that that's what makes a good trailer for this series as opposed to kind of getting into the psychological stuff um and that's that doesn't translate gameplay wise so um there are two other silent hill games that are in production so we'll see what happens with that but yeah you're 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 right earl like they don't have like they're just like outsourcing it's like they have somebody that's in charge of silent hill but that person just like basically sets up projects for them like, yeah, uh, I do think there's a good idea, and like, yeah, you know what? It's a popular brand. If there are any developers who want to work on it, get them. But this just seems like we needed to have something in production more than it was like a passion project for any one person. Yeah, and if you had, if you had just like gone like, hey, there's a new horror walking sim called The Short Message, like it, that, you could have done that. Like adding Silent Hill here is just, it just feels cheap. It's like we're just branding, branding this horror thing that really has nothing to do with Silent Hill. Yeah. And, and I mean, lots of things do that, right? <laughs> just, it just feels a little shitty here because I don't know. To me, Silent Hill means a, a specific thing. It is, it is a town. It is, it is a place that you go. 
Yeah, um, it's like it's like I have a friend who's big into Silent Hill, and he always complains about the movie. And I think a lot of people do, with regards to like Pyramid Head, because Pyramid Head was a specific psychological uh, thing for a, prota- a protagonist that kind of just became like, oh, it's a default Silent Hill, big bad scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's that's one of the things that is cool about Silent like the original Silent Hill games was like you're delving into the mind of when when you go to the dark world it is you're you're inside like the dark recesses of your own mind. So Pyramid Head was specifically an enemy for you know that game because you were inside that that person's mind and and their memory and dealing with with their their trauma and stuff. And that's why, you know, certain things pop up in different games because you're dealing with different people. <laughs> then it just it's like, well, that's a cool monster design. We're going to have Pyramid Head in all Silent Hill now. So he shows yeah. up in the movie, he shows up in other games now. And... He, yeah, he's in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's slightly different, but like, yeah, it's kind of become like the... Oh yeah, Pyramid Head is the bad guy, and it's like, no, that's not what we were going for, but that's where we ended up. Yep. Um, you guys, did you guys play Celeste, the 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 two D platformer when that came out? Yes, that's the mountain one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they that team has released Celeste sixty four. Is a 3D imagining. Oh God! Of why? Of that. Why? Um, it's it's not a full version of. It's not like a. It's like a full recreation of Celeste, uh, which was a hard game, mind you. Um, and they have they've created a 3D platformer though <laughs> that uh kind of revisits some of the locations and. Uh, um, the characters that you meet in in the original Celeste. I guess it's actually a sequel. It's not not like a recreation of the first game. It's just they've recreated areas in this uh, 3D kind of take on it. Uh, they released it for free. It's on itch.io. Uh, it's a PC only release, but I thought it was neat. I played it for about a half hour. I thought that the platforming was maybe a little too hard. For uh, uh, 3D platforming as hard as it is, yeah, putting that team in charge of it, yeah, like they've they've made it like extra hard and like it's there. There's a ramp up with regular Celeste that's like I, I was able to understand and I was able to you know play through that game uh, relatively fine. Like it, it is hard in parts, but this was just like a little too hard right out the bat. Like I was able to get a couple of the strawberries and it was like. I see what they're going for here. It's not for me, but it is neat that, that they did this thing and it's free. Like they've just like, Hey, it's, I guess it's, it's a, some sort of anniversary for Celeste or something. So they were like, Hey, here, play, play this thing. We, we did this cool thing. Um, and they released it out there for anybody to go get. So, uh, one other game, played uh, and playing it for vg club so i won't spend too long on it but uh, el paso elsewhere um it is it's a, it's a smaller team game i think the game was like 20 bucks it is a 
kind of like a homage to uh, Max Payne. Did you just say homage? Yeah, a ho- homage. Oh, homage. Homage. Uh, yeah. My uh, speaking is is tough today, Tony. It is. Um, you, you, would you like some herbs? That might help. Yes. Can you have some <laughs> herbs? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 very much styled after Max Payne. It has that like you know you dive and time slows. It goes into bullet time, or you can actually freeze time. Not freeze, but like you know pause it and and line your shots up and and do stuff like that. So it has like the bullet time mechanic, has the dive mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, very much styled after after the original Max Payne games. Um, you're fighting vampires in this, uh, vampires and werewolves. Um, it is certainly like it is low budget. It is not it is not at Max Payne's budget, but they are they're going hard for it. They're there are these like radio plays that you can find uh, called Pill Cop um, that kind of like do this noir thing. It's it's a neat neat game. It goes on a little bit too long. Um, I think I'm nearing nine hours in it now, and there's 50 levels like total. Uh, I'm at 45, so I'm almost done. But those levels get a little bit repetitive. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's pretty cool uh, that like they they made this Max Payne thing. Um, and it, it, you know, it shows that that gameplay still works really well. Um, and it's better. I think it's better than Max Payne 3. So Cause that was not done by Remedy. But um, and that's it. That's that's what we've got. That's what we've been playing this week. Oh, I feel like this is one of the times where I say I'm going to give you back your time at the end of the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. It was a quick one. Uh, You've been going for like an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, but usually like an like, actual podcast episode. Yeah, but usually we finish like around midnight. <laughs> uh, Jeff wasn't here to bitch about Prince of Persia, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that um, that that, that uh, honeymoon feel, is over. It's over. I you feel bad. That. I finished I, it. I feel bad. It's like I think it came out and sold about three hundred thousand in its first week. Um, which it, apparently makes it a failure, according to some people. I mean, kind. In the um, sense that I'm almost certain that like that's not what Ubisoft budgeted for. Pro- probably not. So no, and like you know, Power Worlds out there with 19 million, and um, what, uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth just said it, it sold a million copies, and it's a first week out. Yeah, and this is mostly chat. Yeah, and uh, multi-platform and in a you know, a storied series. That was never a big seller. Oh, yeah. And, sure. and like, when was the last Prince of Persia game? Forever ago, man. <laughs> like, is, is this like a series that even matters to the, like, that, like, 18-year-old crowd that buys most of the video games? Because I don't think it does. I don't think it means anything to them to release a Prince of Persia game. You no, know, it, it, it means something to, like, Jeff and I, because we like yeah. Prince of Persia, but, like, the last real game, I think, was 2010. So. I, I remember, like, if you go back to that, uh, the one that was, like, in the painting where you could, like, reverse time. Mm-hmm. Like, that game was fantastic, but that game was, like, almost 20 years ago. 
Uh, trying to find where that game was just called Prince of Persia. Yep, like Prince that was 2008. Uh, was when when that one came out. Yep. So that was 16 years ago. So and like, Forgotten Sands I... was 2010. So so it's been 14 years since the last Prince. Of per- so the actual like IP itself doesn't really mean anything, and I kind of feel like this game has not been. I haven't seen an ad for it anywhere. Like, you sent this out to die, assuming that people would buy a game that said Prince of Persia on the box. Well, I'm assuming I'm hoping it. Because, I mean, again, it's never been a big seller. Like, I mean, we forget, like, Disney made a movie about this franchise, and it still didn't do anything. Yeah. That was also a long time ago, wasn't it? I think that was 2010. (laughs) I think that's where the Prince of Persia game came out. Yeah. The Sands of Time game, right? It came alongside that movie. Yeah. Um, so this is a series movie. that has been gone for ages. Like, if Ubisoft wants to complain about how it sold, like, it's their fucking fault. And then, like, I mean, the big thing really is, like, because they announced the remake of that game. <laughs> and I think, you know, like, certain people were expecting that. Yeah, I mean, people... People have a nostalgia for the sands of time. And um, those are the game. people who are buying this. Yep. Well, exactly. Like Jeff and I bought it. We we enjoy and I and both mm-hmm. both him and I enjoy 2D platformers too. This is this is not you know, this is not a 3D action game like those other Prince of Persia games, so uh, it's a little bit of a tougher sell, even even though it is a really good game. Just probably tough. It's a tough um, sell, which the sales numbers have confirmed. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame because that team does really good stuff, and I think you're right, Tony. Like they just they they kind of left this out to die, and uh, they created something really cool here, and it's probably not going to hit whatever level Ubisoft wanted. So. It's made fifteen million in revenue, so sure. I wonder how much uh, it costs to produce. Yeah, the advertising budget was clearly pretty low, so that's that's (laughs) zero. So I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe this is going to be one of those ones where it's like like a low budget horror film, right? That you know, costs costs two million to make, but makes twelve million dollars and. Maybe the budget on this wasn't super, super extravagant. So. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, Jeff Jeff uh, bailed on that one. He he got to a point where it was like, just, the platform makes too hard for him, and he quit. So <laughs> he, he went back to uh, playing uh, Divinity Original Sin. Excellent two. choice, Jeff. Excellent choice. Yeah. Um. He's he's having fun with that style of game, so can't can't complain about that. But uh, we will be back next week. I'm sure we'll have uh, some other stuff. Tony will continue exploring Pal World. Pal it maybe, up, maybe depending on my mood and how I haven't I haven't evolved Justice to Pal yet. Versus, I... man, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Oh, no. uh, that is. I, I think we're all going to be playing that next week. Sure. 
Sure. Sign me up. Earl might. Earl's not buying that game at launch. Earl, are I mean, you buying yeah. that game at launch? I mean, not at launch, because that would be right now. <laughs> um, you got 44 yeah. minutes. Have, have <laughs> I mean, I guess reviews haven't hit because they didn't send anything out, did they? Right. No, some reviews hit like, reviews in progress. They have been I'm, very. I'm sure they've been playing it now because it's been out since what three days ago or something. Yeah. How have they been, Earl? How have they've they been? been? They've not been great. They've not been great. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. Ooh, wow. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna continue playing Pal World. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, you continue playing that. Um, I need to evolve a pal. I haven't done that yet. I know what happens. Haven't seen it happen. Yeah, I'd like to like to know how that turns out in in that game. Um, that that game is so fascinating, <laughs> just for a variety of reasons. It's so weird. There are so so many parts of it where like you discover a new area, and like the music that comes up is exactly like ripped out of Legend of Zelda. Like almost exactly. <laughs> you open a chest, it's like the chest in uh in um uh Fortnite. Like the music yeah. is the same. Yeah, uh, I was watching what is that guy's name? Donkey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that video is great. Yeah. It's he's like your Pokemon, I mean your pal. Uh, here's the Fortnite chest. I mean your pal chest. It's so it's so true too. Like you open the like it looks it looks identical, but whatever. It's fun. Um, legally distinct, I think is the term that I yes, legally distinct. But I mean, like there are other games that are similar to Pokemon and other games that are similar to Fortnite. Like it's not like making some like there's coke and pepsi like this is this is a world where you can make products that are similar to each other maybe not exactly the same but similar yeah it's the rc cola of pokemon so. <laughs> sure although i don't know lots of people seem to be enjoying it so uh it's it's fun that that's the other thing it's like it's not generic and bad like it's actually fun to play so it's good all right well we will have that next week Earl, say goodnight. And farewell.